This is Canada Reads American Style, featuring two friends who love Canada Reads and Canadian literature. Welcome our host Rebecca from Michigan and Tara from Ontario. Hi everyone, it's Rebecca and Tara and I are going to talk about memoirs today because a couple of weeks ago I think she is the one who mentioned that we should do this and we kind of thought this is a really great topic since we both have discovered uh, fairly recently I think that we just really love memoirs and it's one of those things where you don't even realize you love a certain genre until it comes up. And so anyway, we're going to let Tara start with her first one. Okay. Yeah, Rebecca, it's funny you say that. I also didn't realize how many memoirs I've read in the last two or three years. Mm -hmm. When I started going back to choose which ones I wanted, I was like, I totally forgot about that. Oh my God, I love that book. It was the, it was a really fun journey back to pick out these books. Cool. So I'm going to start with one that, um, I think was from like a, one of my first memoirs that I may have read. I really love memoirs by female comedians or humorists. Well, that's and I'm interesting. Going, yes, yes. And I'm going to go with uh, her most recent book. So this one was published in 2021. And it is Broken in the Best Possible Way by Jenny Lawson. You've read that one, right? No, say it again. What's the title? Oh. Broken in the Best Possible Way no, by Jenny I don't, Lawson. Oh, I don't even know who she is. Oh, I could have sworn I told you about her. Okay, she is. Oh, maybe um, you did. You could have. Um, is she from Texas? I think she's from Texas. She is. So she has a blog and she's on Instagram and she is flipping hilarious. She has, I think, at least three books out and they're all memoirs in essay form. And a lot of them cover her, she suffers from depression. So her books, they bring you along on a journey of her mental and physical health. Like it's, mm-hmm. you're, you're seeing it and she, uh, they're very heartwarming. Sometimes they're a little sad because she tackles a lot of different topics that aren't, you know, they're not cheery topics, but at the same time, she makes you laugh. And she, I, as someone, I, I'm very fortunate. I do not suffer from depression, a little bit of social anxiety, but that's more social awkwardness. I'll be honest. So mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate in that way. So she tackles uh, subject matter that I don't have firsthand experience with, yeah. but I feel like I get a little I more insight through her writing and then she'll flip it and she makes me laugh because she also um, collects taxidermy especially like taxidermy that's dressed up in human clothing, I think is amazing. She is, she is brilliant. I, there's one essay in this, in this book in which she talks about how she loses a shoe while she is wearing said shoe. She loses it. Not once, multiple times, different shoes. It cracks me up. Like I cannot be driving. If I, I like to listen to the audiobooks also of her books because she reads them herself and I love her voice. Oh, and God. I can't drive while I'm reading her books because I am laughing and crying because they're so funny or else really touching. So Okay. I yeah. I just looked her up to see what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I 
you've at least I don't remember you ever mentioning her because I am looking at the covers of her books and they're yeah. hilarious. The covers oh are God. hilarious. Yes. And I don't I don't even know who this person is. It says she's an American journalist and a blogger yeah. and author. So I'm totally cool. adding her to my to be our oh. to be read list because oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I don't know anything about her. You have to. You have to. And then she her husband Victor is like in the background of all through her whole books. He's just always there. And he's kind of like the, uh, uh, almost like her touchstone mm -hmm. that keeps her uh, grounded. Mm -hmm. But he's a little wacky too, as the best of people <laughs> are. So like, he'll just like, she'll say something and you're like, oh, Victor's a little wacky. Like, you know, it's just, I love it. And uh, if you go on Instagram, she shares wonderful videos of her cats at times and her pets. She's a, an amazing person. Okay. Thanks for sharing this because this yeah. is completely new to me and I'm actually really excited now to check yeah. her out and she's got quite a bit there that she's written. So I cannot wait. So yeah. Great. And she owns a, a bookshop in Texas as well. Oh my gosh. Yes. How has she never crossed my awareness i, I that's so know. bizarre like i could have sworn i've mentioned her to you but who the heck did i talk to then that's might have been yeah it had to be someone else because usually when you mention Ooh. something i do try to look up the titles of the books or i add them to my to be read list on goodreads but yeah i don't i all of this looks so unfamiliar to me so yep you have wow. to check her out you'll enjoy cool. her yeah cool 100 i will yeah yeah okay what's your first pick so my first pick is really dedicated to you Oh, <laughs> because one of the things you do, you do, which blows my mind, and I think you should explain why you do this, but you have been reading some American political oh, yeah, memoirs. Yeah. Yeah. And first, I'm going to let you say why you do it, and then I'll explain which one I picked. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is kind of cool. Okay. So I got fooled by my dad. He tricked me. I read <laughs> a Hillary Clinton biography. I think it was earlier this year, at the end of last year. It's the great big one by Carl Bernstein. Is that his name? I think. Yeah, not even. Yeah, I think American it is Bernstein. author. I yeah. think that that is. I can't remember the name yeah. of it. Anyways, I've been over visiting my parents, and my father had this book, and he gave it to me, and he's like, "Oh, you should read this, and we can discuss it." And I'm like, "Oh, well, this is." amazing because my father never wants to discuss books like you know we we're, we're very different people mm -hmm. and I'm like okay I'm not into politics but if he wants me to, if he's read this book and he wants me to read it so that we can then have a discussion I'm like game on I'm doing this <laughs> so it's a pretty intense book it was a very thick book with very small print but I'm like I'm doing this baby I'm doing this I read it I read it. I finished it. I actually enjoyed it. I learned a lot. Mm -hmm. He never read that damn book. Excuse my <laughs> language. I found out. I love it. I that. was telling my mom. I'm like, I'm almost finished this book so I can talk to him. She's like, well, he didn't read that book. He's just passing it on to you because he doesn't want to. And I'm like, God <laughs> darn it. I'm like... <laughs> I think that's great, but because so, yeah. you and yeah, because you and I check in with each other regularly to say, "Oh, what are you reading?" or whatever. And when you told me you were reading that, yeah. I thought, "Wow, you—that's really impressive." Because I will never read those books, and and I started thinking about why wouldn't I? And I think it's because 
American politics are just so tough now. Yeah. And I just feel like, oh, I just can't, I'm, I'm inundated with it every day, all day long. And I thought, I just don't think I can read about it, even in a memoir yeah. or even a biography as Carl Bernstein's was. What was the other one you read? Because you'd read another American politician, oh. right? I'm bringing that to the table today, so I'm oh, going to okay. stay on I'll that. Let you. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. All right. So <laughs> the one I want to mention then is actually yeah. not technically a political one, but it it sort of falls into that category. It's yeah. becoming by um, oh, for crying out loud, yes, Michelle, <laughs> Michelle Obama. Yes. I was trying to look for my list in front of me. Okay, becoming by Michelle Obama. And yep. the thing is, how can we not all love? Barack and Michelle Obama. They yeah. are, we will never in my lifetime see another couple in the White House that are just as awesome as those two are. And yeah. so I really wanted to read her biography because, or her memoir, because everybody was just raving about it. So I read it last year, I think. And first of all, I love Chicago. It's one of my favorite places on the planet. So just reading about where she grew up and how they grew, how she grew up and her family dynamics and everything. And then when she met Barack, I loved every last word sentence in that book. I just, it was, it was so yeah. uplifting. And in fact, I, my mom uh, listens to audiobooks. She's legally blind. And so I got that for her as well. And she really loved the Obamas. So she loved it as much as I did. And that's why I say, I don't think anyone can read this and not just absolutely fall in love even more with with her and with the two of them and the family they raised and stuff. So I 100%, if you haven't read it, please put it on your list because it's just yep. phenomenal. She's an amazing person. Yeah. I agree. And she her new book is coming out soon too, Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of, I think, about hope or something. And I thought, mm -hmm. boy, I really need that because as I recently did in a post, I had read a book where I said there was hope in the book, but I said, I feel like... I've lost my ability to feel hope. And I was I was yeah. listening to something yesterday they and they said something like like a sign of death is like the loss of hope and I was like, "Oh, oh. man, like oh. it's kind of that's where I'm at." And yeah. I talked to my sister, we talk a lot about politics and it is really hard because I I want to be hopeful. And especially after I read that <laughs> quote, yeah. I was like, yeah. "Shit, man, you know, I, I want to be hopeful, but I I don't know if it's my age or if I'm just tired and worn out or if it's just everything here. The politics are just so awful. I, I can't quite figure out what it is because I never felt that I wasn't a hopeful person. Mm -hmm. But I think her book, yeah, I definitely am going to read it, and I I know that I will feel better having read it because she and her husband obviously are all about hope yeah. and and accomplishing great things. So yeah. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Thank, thank I uh, agree full on. And now guess what I'm bringing to the table, Rebecca, because I think be we have a little synchronicity <laughs> going on. Is that the word? I hope so. Yeah, absolutely. This book, I finished it this morning and it is A Promised Land by Barack Obama. <gasps> Oh my yep. gosh, you finished it. Oh my I gosh. Finished it. Wasn't it like a thousand pages or some crazy thing? It's 700. <laughs> yeah. 700 very intense pages. Wow. But um, so that's when you said Michelle's book. I'm like, yes, I am like <laughs> so excited that we have both of them on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So this was this, I don't think I would. Well, I do. I love them. I do love them. Yeah. So I don't know. But the Hillary Clinton book led to me reading this one because, my, back to my father, 
tricked <laughs> me into thinking he wanted this book and I gave it to him for Christmas last year. Oh, and he funny. still hasn't read it. Anyways, oh my but my mom and my <laughs> <laughs> my mom and I believe my aunt have both read it. So then they passed it on to me and I have read it and I loved it. So my um weird little obsession with American politics continues. Mm-hmm. Not in a great way because it kind of it, it's very frustrating at times to read, as it yeah. was with the Hillary Clinton uh, biography and then with his memoir. Just to, the American politics is very frustrating, as you know. Yeah, yeah, but and I was and I was even thinking because you've read both of those, and I, I was thinking too, would I read? like Canadian political bio, uh, memoirs or biographies. And I mm-hmm. thought, yeah, I would because for, and I think it's because I'm not, it's not my area of expertise. I would probably yeah. do it. Like I would read about Justin Trudeau. I know he has a lot of, you know, pros and cons about him yeah. and stuff, but I would also read uh, Wab Canoe. I love him. Yeah. And Jasmeet Singh. I would really be mm-hmm. fascinated by his life. So obviously I want people that are politically liberal that's who I'm going to read about. But yeah. I thought, yeah, if there were current ones that really talk about the state of Canada's politics, like fairly recently, I 100% would read them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this one, I thoroughly enjoyed it. There were times when I felt overwhelmed by it because he's a very detailed writer. Yeah. And this only covers his first like his campaign and his first four years. Oh my Lord. Yes. So there is, he even tells you right at the beginning, he started writing it and it was too long. And he's like, I'm splitting it up. Like he's like, there will be another, it sounds like I can't find any information on it, but apparently there, he seems like he has intentions to write about the next one. So, but it is so good. It is so good because well, one, he writes with warmth, humor, uh-huh. humor, honesty, sincerity. Like I, you can tell that he appreciates the position that the American people put him in. Mm-hmm. Like he took it so seriously and did the best that he could. And he had a lot of roadblocks that we don't even, I, that yeah. we didn't even know about. Like it's, it's crazy. But it's, it's so good. And I have this now even more insight to the workings of yeah. the American political system. It's, I still don't get all of it. And a lot of times he gives a lot of detail about the uh, why they would do something for the e- economic reasons or political reasons. And they were a little over my head because it's just not my forte yeah. or my area of interest. But in the end, I got through it and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I love, because what you said you do is you read um, your nonfiction kind of in the morning, like before work and stuff. And so I kind of think I might try and do that. So I would have to buy the book because I would never be able to finish it Mm -hmm. with enough time with a library hold on it. So I would have to purchase it. So, um, but I kind of, maybe I will read his book because I just, I just, 700 pages. It's like, Lord almighty, man. It's long. But the last, I'm going to say maybe 20 pages were um, mainly concerned with when they caught bin Laden. Oh. And uh, it's fascinating. And I, even knowing the outcome of it, mm-hmm. I was on, it was very stressful. 
And I was like on the edge of my seat going, oh my God, I hope all the Navy SEALs are okay. And that, oh, what, you know, like, and I'm like, okay, Tara, calm down. You know, everything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it was still, it was so good. Well, and I will mention too, uh, you and I talked about this because I mentioned it. There's a, a biography coming out about Ted Kennedy. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's next year. I think it's next year. And I did put it on my Goodreads list uh, to be read because, and again, it's because of you. I never would have ever considered reading it, but the review already and the description of the book sounds so fascinating yeah. about Ted Kennedy and how he took over kind of being the patriarch of the family after the other ones were murdered and stuff. So um, I I did put that one on my list as well. And I think that was also a very hefty book, but I think I'm going to start with the Barack Obama book. I'll try it. I'll try to do it like you do, like spend a certain amount of time every day and read a little bit and see if I can get through. Yeah. It's, it's worth it. He mentions Ted Kennedy. (laughs) Good luck. He mentions Ted Kennedy several times. He was a big Ted Kennedy fan. Yeah. 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 I know because my, because I've always been a bit of a political junkie. And so my version of Ted Kennedy was always that whole Chappaquiddick thing and, mm-hmm. the, you know, that mine whole too, mine too. controversy. Yeah. So I didn't realize how respected he was over time because all the stuff I would read was everybody dragging that back up again, which I'm not saying yeah. that they shouldn't. I don't know the full yeah. story of it and how much was true or not. But um, anyway, yeah. So I, I am interested in reading that, but I think I will tackle Barack Obama. I think I, I will think purchase it. I will do yeah. that. So yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Book so number my, two for you. My book number two. So this one's a little bit older. I'm going to say, I don't know how many years old this is. I should have looked it up and I didn't, but okay. It's called Flash, the Homeless Donkey Who Taught Me About Life, Faith, and Second Chances by Rachel Ann Ridge. And when I developed my just fascination with donkeys because of the donkey sanctuary in Canada, uh, I came across this book and it's really about Rachel Ann and her husband were just starting like a design company to help with like interior, like paintings and wall art and things like that when the economy kind of took a dive. I don't know. I think it was 2008 or something like that. And they were really stressed because they were on a ranch in Texas and they thought, oh my gosh, how are we going to support our three kids and everything? And they were coming home one night and there was a donkey in their driveway, very long driveway, and they couldn't move him. So they literally, her husband spent hours trying to move this donkey out of the way and they thought, well, we'll just put him in the pasture and then we'll find out where he belongs. And the sheriff told them, no, sometimes people just dump their donkeys. So- They kind of adopted him. Now, this is a book that is uh, Rachel Ann and her husband. They are Christian. And I say this because, and I'm just going to put my own personal opinion out here, but in the United States now we have Christo fascists. So she and her husband are not those people. They are Christian in the good sense of doing right by people and reaching out and all the things that, um, you know, people of faith Mm -hmm can can be the the good side of it where we go wow that's really amazing so for those of you who are just totally not into religion this might not be a book for you but if you i would say have spirituality or a sense of faith it's so beautiful because each section each chapter of the book is basically how this donkey (laughs) taught them lessons that helped them navigate this really tough time in their lives 
and Rachel Ann is just a beautiful writer. She wrote a follow-up book called uh, Walking Henry because they adopted a mini donkey for Hen or for for um, Flash because he was all by himself, and donkeys really need to have companions and everything. But anyway, I love this book so much. I used to, when I was a working librarian and working library director, I would recommend this book to everybody. And everyone who read it said they absolutely loved it. And I, it's just a really beautiful memoir of that period of time in her life where she needed something and Flash just magically showed up. And she's on social media, so you get to regularly see her out in the pasture with Flash and Henry, and she feeds them, and they're so sweet. I mean, anyway, they're just a lovely, lovely family. Okay, my final one I've chosen. Um, I'm going to be purposely vague about it because I don't want to ruin anything. Um, It is called Run, Hide, Repeat, A Memoir of a Fugitive Childhood by Pauline Deacon. And it reads like a psychological thriller and I had to keep reminding myself that I was reading a memoir because it reads like fiction it is yeah and it is a fascinating story I don't want to say anything about it because I just don't want to ruin the um, it's part of the reading experience but it is a really fascinating memoir that you would swear, like the first, I don't know, it's been about a year since I read it. First hundred pages, I kept going, this cannot, what is going on here? This is insane. It is so good. I remember, yeah, I remember you talking, telling me about this one, except that you didn't really tell me much about it for the very reason that you're saying. And so, uh, yeah, I think that one's actually on my to-be-read list as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, I'm looking at the... uh, book leaf is that what it's called you know the interior cover of the Mm -hmm. book and they give a little bit of spoilers in the beginning of that I don't know if I would read that I hate when they do that that's why I don't really read those no I wouldn't read just just kind of pick it up and be ready for a ride because it's it's pretty cool believe it or not again some synchronicity here oh my gosh Because of the book I wanted, and I'm going to read just a little blurb about it because I, I'm like Tara in that I don't want to give anything away too much. Yeah. Uh, same sort of, same kind of thing. So the book I want to talk about is The Pale Faced oh. Lie by David Crow. Yeah. And it says here, growing up on the Navajo Indian Reservation, David Crow and his three siblings idolized their dad, a self-taught Cherokee who loved to tell his children about his World War II feats. But as time passed, David discovered the other side of Thurston Crow, the ex-con with a code of ethics that justified cruelty, violence, lies, even murder. Intimidating David with beatings, Thurston coerced his son into doing his criminal bidding. David's mom, too mentally ill to care for her children, couldn't protect him. And let me tell you, this book reads, you can't put this down. It's probably like your title as well, I'm going to assume. Don't read the book jacket because it gives away to me the big part of the story, which is like, I was reading the book, kept I kept going like, wait a minute, there's this one thing I need to know. And he wasn't saying it. And I was like, damn, he better say it before this book ends. And of course he does. Yeah. And then I was just like, oh my gosh, like do the math. You know, yeah. it was just amazing. This story. Yeah. 
And I am excited to tell you that I did connect with David and I do have a date to talk to him and interview him about the book. And so I would say before Thanksgiving, I'll have a podcast with David awesome. discussing this particular book. And I cannot wait because he is he is really active on social media. And one of the things he does, which I love, he goes back to where he was as a child, literally mm-hmm. goes and videotapes and says, this is the house that I talked about here, or this is where the house used to sit. And this is where the you know Navajo reservation is. I mean, he goes back and he oh, shows you that. in video and it just blows my mind. He yeah. is this story. His, the purpose of his life is really, t- I think, to tell this story. It's, it's yeah. just amazing. So, yeah. Yeah, that one's on my list. I'm going to be reading that one soon. Yeah, he's he's yep. just, he's an incredible person and what he survived. And I think that's the thing when you talk about childhood trauma and how people survive and thrive is just, I, I don't I don't know how some people do it, to be honest yeah. with you. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, the next thing we're going to do, because Tara had a great idea to talk about what book we're looking forward to reading, what memoir we're looking forward to reading. Do you remember that? I do. Okay, good. Yep. No, (laughs) no, I do. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Okay. So I will let you tell us, da-da, what are you looking forward to reading? Okay. Mine is an old, older, it's a classic, I believe, and one that I've I've known the title, if I hadn't, didn't know anything about the book, but I've known about the title. It's just a phrase I think that we all know since I was very young. I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings by Maya Angelou. I've never or read Angelou, that. sorry. Yeah, I've yes. never read that yeah. either. No, me either. And like that phrase, we've known that phrase for like, Yep. well, how, how old is the book? I don't even know. I haven't looked it up, but I'm like, and then earlier this week, when I was thinking about what books I'm going to bring to the podcast when we record it today, I was listening to another podcast and they started talking about this book. And I was like, Tara, that's the book that you have to read. That's the memoir that you have to read. And I'm like, there it is. It's a, that's a great one. And I, I, I've never read it and I'm going to read it as well. Wow. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to check right now to see how old it is. I think it was, was it the 80s or was it earlier yeah. than that? 70s? I don't know when it was. Are you looking Sorry, it up? I should. I am, but I should have had this done before. I, I apologize. I know. I, I do that all the time. I'm looking Here things up while we're talking. So Here it is. Here it is. And apparently, I actually haven't read any Maya Angelou, I but she either. has, I think, several memoirs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 1969. Okay, yeah, see, so. there's no excuse for me not to have read that one. So, good Lord. No, this is, yep. This is one I should have read too. Okay. Yep. All right. And then hopefully in the in the future, for a future podcast, you might mention that and yeah. kind of what you thought about and stuff. That'd be cool because yep. I'd like to hear that. So. Oh, I should read one of her poetry books along with it. Do a little pairing. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. The one I want to mention, and it was really funny because I had another one on my list and then I read about this because I didn't even know it was coming. Mm. But And I do want oh, to so read- it's a, a new one? Yes. Oh. It just- in fact, it just came out a few days ago. Oh. So it is, and I am going to read the little blurb about it because I have to, because this okay. is why I want to read this particular memoir. Okay, let's hear it. It is called The Extraordinary Life of an Ordinary Man by Paul Newman. And it says, in 1986, Paul Newman and his closest friend, screenwriter Stuart Stern, began an extraordinary project. Stuart was to compile an oral history 
to have Newman's family and friends and those who worked closely with him talk about the actor's life. And then Newman would work with Stewart and give his side of the story. The only stipulation was that anyone who spoke on the record had to be completely honest. That same stipulation applied to Newman himself. The project lasted five years. And then I, this is a Goodreads thing. And then I skipped yeah. the, the middle part and it just says perhaps the most moving material in the book centers around his relationship with Joanne Woodward, their love for each other, his dependence on her, the way she shaped him intellectually, emotionally, and sexually. Oh, that sounds fascinating. The concept yeah. of having others tell your story mm-hmm. and being completely honest, I just cannot wait to read this. Yeah. It's just so unique. Such a cool concept. It yeah. is. It is. Because it's always like when we read memoirs, you are getting a story, the, a person's story from, and it's usually them or else like a, a ghostwriter, but they're mm-hmm. still involved in the writing process. Mm-hmm. And you can be as honest as you want or can be, mm-hmm. but there's always still an element of storytelling to it, right? Like, mm-hmm. and of the person of how much they're revealing and stuff. But if you have the person and then other people at the same time telling the story, that's, yeah, yeah that's really cool. Yeah. Cause I really, I kind of want to hear, like they said, they talked to his family. So I kind of want to hear about his, what his kids might've said, you know, what Joanne yeah. said about him. I just think that's really kind of fascinating. And I hope I haven't read any reviews of the book yet. I'm hoping that it turns out to be as amazing as I, that I would like it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I definitely am going to read it and I will, I will actually purchase that one as well. Cause otherwise right. I probably will have to wait too long to get it. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's my can't wait to read. Completely opposite of Maya Angelou, but, but still, <laughs> I thought I liked the concept of what he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's the wonderful thing about memoirs is they're all memoirs, but there's like such a, a scale of what's yeah. in there. Like, you know, it's a, a scale's not the right word, but you know what I mean? A, a variety. That's not the word I'm thinking of, but it sounds, but that's, that's essentially what it is. But it, but it really is because I have to say when I was growing up, I wasn't necessarily a big fan of biographies because I always felt mm-hmm. like you, the person telling the story may or may not really have an insight into that person completely, yeah. right? Yeah. But I don't know if anyone's ever read, you know, um, Bob Dylan, who I like, um, wrote his first memoir and it was I think there was supposed to be three or four or something and I keep checking and I don't think he's written I don't think he's written a follow-up <laughs> one but they also said when I read it it's really odd because it's his they said he just made stuff up he, like he decided that even yeah. though it's a non quote non-fiction memoir he just made some shit up and and yeah. and he did it like out of sequence and so when you're reading it you just kind of go it's just Bob Dylan what can you yeah. say right and I've always yeah. wondered like the people who read it, who know him best, maybe went like, nope, not true. Yep, true, not true, yeah. you know? And But I still read it and I kind of enjoyed it and everything because it was just a wild ride. But I don't think he ever followed up. So I do think, yeah, and I do think that that's what we love about memoirs is you just yeah. learn something about someone who may or may not even be in the public eye, right? Because yeah. we've read a lot yeah. of stories about people who don't, who aren't famous and they're just yeah. telling us about their lives and experiences yeah well and when we read fiction we're reading someone's story and that's what a memoir is right yeah just not fiction yeah Yeah. so 
Yeah. So, so Tara, thank you so much for saying that we should do this. I thought this was a really fun one to think about. And I agree with you. We both have probably read a lot more than we even realized when we started to go back and look at our list. So I really enjoyed, uh, enjoyed um, thinking about memoirs today. Yeah, me too. Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for joining us on our bookish journey. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing Canada Reads American Style wherever you listen. You can connect with the podcast and Rebecca on Instagram at Canada Reads American Style and with Tara at On a Branch Reads. Until next time, keep reading.